Very good. Amen? Okay. How we got here? I'm not going to keep you long. I'm going to have you out of here before three. Amen? <clears throat> how we got here? So I've been, I've been talking about how we got here. How did man get in this situation? How did man get in this? Uh, the, the, there's a war going on, brothers and sisters. There's a war going on. If you don't believe it, just turn on the news. Okay? There's a war going on in our political system right now. And listen, when the, uh, when the left, there's the left and the right. Okay? And what that is, is that is a term used to describe someone's politics. And uh, so the left has all of these satanic churches and church organizations praying and fasting against the right and against our president. Now, when uh, the last president was there, we didn't, you know, go crazy. We didn't like the policies they were passing, but we didn't go crazy and do all sorts of things. Um, but now we have people uh, attacking each other and and threatening each other, and hatred is coming out. And so it goes right down to this. There is, a, there is a fight between darkness and light. And we're coming down to the end. We are at the end of time. You and I didn't live when Ginger was teaching about the apostles today. We didn't live during the days of the apostles. But we are living in the last day. God apparently chose us and believes in us enough that uh, he's put the eggs in the basket saying, you guys are going to be the ones that do this last generation church. You're going to be the ones that see the ends of the earth come, and the ends of the earth are coming. So if you're not ready to meet God, you better get your business straight with God. Amen? Amen. So we have light and we have darkness, and it all started at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. But I went clear back to the, to the Garden of Eden, which you do not want me to go clear back there because Amy's shaking her head now. Because you, we won't be here till 6 o'clock tonight, and I don't think my voice is going to hold out. My voice is better Wednesday night, people, isn't it? Wednesday night, I had to apologize because it sounded terrible. And then about 45 minutes into it, it just went out. I said, it's time to go home. Let's just go home. Probably Kevin was over there praying and fasting. It would go out sooner, but it didn't. Kevin, he's with his family today. But it goes all the way back to the garden when man sold out to the enemy. And we talked about Egypt, and there was a, a lamb for a man. Back in the garden in Egypt, there was a lamb for a house. And then in the, in the, after that, the Mosaic Law, there was a lamb for a nation. And then finally, Jesus Christ was the lamb of God, right, that takes away the sin of the world. And so then he infused in us, the church, the power of his spirit. So this is the, the warfare. The beginning of Jesus' ministry is where we talked about last week. We're in Luke chapter number 4 today. We're going to stay there today. And I just wanted to go through this. Jesus went from being baptized into the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost. He was tempted of the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing. He got hungry. The devil said, I want you, if you're the son of God... I want you to turn these stones into a loaf of bread. Jesus said, no way, man. It's written. You've got to use the word. You've got to get the word in your life. Then the devil takes him up to the kingdoms of the world and says, all of the glory of these kingdoms and authority I have, and because they are mine and I give them to anyone I please. I have actually read and heard about people who were very famous selling their souls 
to the devil. Anybody ever read stuff like that? And they get all this money and all this fame. And it's amazing how all this money and all this fame, and they end up divorced, and they don't know if they're a guy or a girl. They end up gay. They end up busted. They end up broke. They end up in drug rehabs. They get married 52 times. And then finally they say, give up on it. What money is not the answer. Amen? Money is not the answer. Fame is not the answer. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Amen? Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Jesus uh, said to him, though the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord and only him. The devil takes him to the pinnacle of the temple in Jerusalem. He says he, he uses the word. The devil will use the word against you. He will twist it. Now listen, dear hearts, the devil knows the word better than you and I know the word. He understands the principles of the spirit realm because he creates a created being in the spirit realm. He understands authority. He understands all of that. The Lord says, you cannot tempt the Lord your God. Three avenues of temptation. This is new today. Listen, if you get cold, just wave a hand. Let me know. Wave a hand right before you go into hypothermia because once you go into that, you won't be able to raise your hand. All right. Three avenues of temptation that we've discovered here in this 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, and the New Living Translation says this, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. So apparently, there are two loves in our lives. Now, Amy, you're the love of my life. Only you. You know what I'm saying? She makes me laugh. She says some things. After 32 years of marriage, she says some things that just make me fall off a chair sometimes. Her and Mitchell got to talking last night about some things. I'm not going into detail. And I just sit there, and I'm just losing it. It's my, my legs are falling off. My arms are falling off. They're like, what's wrong with you? And then she finally says, and only you would think like that. I said, I'm just listening to what you guys are saying and I'm just telling you how it sounds, but that's all right anyway. But we have, we're either going to love light or we're going to love darkness. We're either going to love the Lord or we're going to love the enemy. We're either going to love the kingdom of heaven and the church or we're going to love the devil and darkness. That's what he says here. Oh, by the way, I forgot to announce there's a wedding this Saturday. I forgot to announce that at 2 o'clock. Mitchell and Caitlin are going to get hitched. Amen. So you all are invited to the wedding. If you want to come to the reception, you need to let us know so we peel an extra tater for you. All right? Just about everybody's RSVP'd except your family, Amy. And when they walk, there are going to be about 50 of them walk in and their names weren't on the list. And I say, depart from us, you workers of iniquity. <laughs> you didn't RSVP. You're out of here. So the wedding's at 2 o'clock. Reception follows. So, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. A craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And John tells us, love not the world. Love not the world. Amen. Turn these stones to bread is what the devil's temptation was. That's the lust of the flesh. The kingdoms of this world, that was the lust of the eyes. 
Something happened to the guy typing that, didn't it? Just fall down and worship me is what the devil finally said to him. That is the pride of life. Those are the three areas that the devil will tempt you in all of your life. If you can learn to get those areas under control in your life, you're going to walk a successful walk with the Lord. Amen? Let's go on. 1 John 2.17, the King James, And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen? The world passes away, and the lust thereof. The New Living says it like this, when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. So the Lord, in his wisdom and in his perseverance, beat the devil in the wilderness. Guess what? The devil can be beaten. The devil can be, be beaten. He can be defeated, and you can do it. You can beat the devil in your life. You can beat an addiction in your life. You can beat uh, gossip in your life. You can beat pornography in your life. You can beat a uh, chemical addiction in your life. If you want to, if we want to, we can do whatever we want to do. What's that old saying? Well, you set your mind to it, right? And, and really, when you're a kid and you want this toy, you don't have a job, so you don't really have the funds and the resources to get it. So you're at the discretion and at the mercy of your parents whether they're going to get it for you for your birthday or for your Christmas or whatever, or, you know, maybe, you know, when your sister has a birthday, then just because she gets presents for her birthday, everybody gets presents in the house because we don't want anybody left out. I wish I'd have grown up in a house like that, but I didn't. They say, wait till your day, good brother. But now, because we have money and resources, we can buy whatever we want. We want that, we want that, that, that you know, 42-foot boat. At Lake of the Ozarks, oh, hallelujah. Then we're going to raise the money somehow and save it up, go in debt and go get a loan, do whatever, and go get the boat. But you can beat the devil if you want to. You can win if you want to. Throwing in the towel is not an option. You've got to get this mentality in you. It's not an option. Quitting is not an option. Walking out on God is not an option. Keep on fighting. You can win. So Jesus beat the devil, and the devil left him. And in Matthew 4, 11, the devil leaves him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So we're going to continue on in Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Now watch this. This is after the wilderness, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Now, Jesus is in the synagogue. What's the synagogue? It's church. It's a Jewish church. So Jesus is teaching in their churches. Isn't that amazing? That Jesus just didn't set up a television broadcast. He just didn't have a podcast. He went into their churches. You know, people say, ah, I don't go to church. Because, you know, organized religion, it's all corrupt. You never heard anybody like that? It's all corrupt. Jesus, Jesus went to their churches. He taught in their churches, and the fame of him went everywhere. And so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. It was his hometown. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, Amen. And he closed the book 
Well, hallelujah. I missed I missed a good verse there. All right, Jonathan, get that for me. Luke chapter number four, verse nineteen. Eighteen, sorry. Thank you, Ginger. You're my friend. You got three friends. Amen. So Jesus is going to stand up and read here. He's going to read what the scripture in Isaiah explains and describes Jesus as in Luke 4, 18. Hallelujah. Now this is, there we go. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Guess what? God wants to set people free. God wants to set people free. Free from their past. Free from addictions. Free from themselves. Some of us, our biggest enemy is ourself. Some of us are harder on, harder, hallelujah, harder on ourselves. Now why I had to go high on a word like harder? Harder on ourselves than anybody else is. You talk bad about yourself. You look in the mirror and you don't like yourself. And Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. If you can't love yourself, then how are you going to love your neighbor? So the devil gets you feeling bad and nasty about yourself. Therefore, you can't help anybody else who's out there in darkness because you don't have anything in your basket to give them to eat because your basket is bankrupt. So Jesus came to set at liberty them that are bruised. You see, let me get into this. We might dig here for a while. A bruise is not the initial wound. The bruise is what appears after the initial wound. It's later on, right? You see, some of you are walking with bruises from your childhood. Some of us are walking around with bruises from being molested. Some of us are walking around with bruises from being abused. Some of us are being uh, uh, walking around with abuses from uh, abuses and bruises from people telling us you're no good. I've I've been with people. Uh, I've mentioned her before. One little old lady, little dear lady. She was a church secretary. She typed I don't know three thousand words a minute. I don't know if it was really that many, but. I, She's typing and I'm talking. I said, can you dictate a letter for me? Can you type this up? She said, sure. So I start talking, telling her the letter. And I stop at the end of the sentence and she's just looking at me. And I said, aren't you going to type it? And she said, I'm done. I'm waiting on you. Oh. When I met her, she was, her name was Nadine. When I met Sister Nadine, she was 65 years old. We were talking one day in the office, and she said, you know what? We were talking about words, how words go with you all your life. And she said, I'll never forget the day that my dad looked at me and said, I wish you would have never been born. What is that? That's a bruise that she carries in all of her life. She says she, said she was about 13 or 15 years old. And so for 50 years from the time that happened till telling me, she never forgot those words. And you remember those words the kids said to you at school. And you remember what they said about you in the cafeteria when you sat by yourself. And you remember when you were the last one chosen to be on the team. And you remember when nobody liked you. Come on, I'm talking to This is real life. This is really what happens in life. 
Amen. Jesus came to set us free from our past. He came to set us free from all that. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to heal those hearts that have been broken. He wants to put them back together. He, you know, people walk into churches today and walk out of churches the same way they came in, empty and brokenhearted. But when we, we, we pray that this church is a different kind of church, that when you come here, you're going to get something out of it here. Amen. When, you, when people come to this church, Church, we pray that we can help them some way, somehow. All right, Brother Jonathan, give me back my slides, and I'll continue on. You see, we have to be a church that's just like an operating room, because guess what? Sometimes it takes surgery to take care of something. Sometimes you just can't go and get you a nice antibiotic. Amen. I saw the nurse practitioner the other day, and she said, what's going on? I said, I don't know. I said, it's not here, and it's not here. It's right here. And she gave me a, what did she give me? Leviquin? Leviquin? I'm loving Leviquin. Telling you, one pill a day for seven days. I said, oh, I was afraid you were going to give me one of those Z-Packs. You ever had those? That's like candy. I need, I need, I got to have augmenting or that one there. The next thing, just give me shots. Hallelujah. And guess what? It's like, you know, I got I to gotta get well with this thing. I got I to gotta get all of this out of my system, and I got to get well. And so here we, we go here. Jesus comes back, and he comes back here, and he, and he came to Nazareth. Oh, we already read that one. He closed the book. He gave it back to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all them were in the synagogue, were fast on him, and he said to them, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. You see, sometimes you just can't go get an antibiotic. You have to have surgery. You've got to get admitted. You've got to go through all the process. And once they admit you, it takes a process to get you out. I mean, they take you in in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. They slap that band on you. You drove to the hospital. You walked in under your own power. But then by the time they slap that band on you, they got a wheelchair under you. Oh, my God, you can't walk down the hall because if you fall, we'll get sued. And you're so sick. No, I just came in here because I got an ingrown toenail, and I'm going to have to get it cut out. But sometimes it requires surgery. So there's sometimes when people can come into church and, and just have a little touch of God on their life and everything is straight. Then there's other times when the problems are deep-seated and there has to be a surgery that takes place. And there has to be some cutting away that takes place. And we've got to pray, Family Worship Center, that we are a church that has the ability to do surgery if surgery is necessary. Amen. Oh, yes. Jesus said, today is that scripture fulfilled in your ears. I want you to look at the, what the people did. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, you will surely say unto me this proverb, physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Let me tell you what's hard. It's hard for you to come to God, get all cleaned up, all fixed up, and go back and your family believe you've really changed. Your family's the hardest ones to believe it. Because they changed your nasty diapers. 
They've been with you through thick and thin. They know exactly the dirt you're made out of. And when you come in and say, I got Jesus, and everything is good now, they're going to have to do a wait and see. It was the same way with Jesus. Nazareth didn't accept his words. They could not see many miracles done in Nazareth because of their unbelief. They couldn't believe that Jesus, the carpenter's son, supposedly, you know, because Mary got pregnant before they came together. Today they make soap operas out of them, but anyway, back then it was a curse. How can this be? How can, how can he be doing all of this? You know, he comes from an illegitimate situation there, and there wasn't much faith. But he said, I tell you the truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, or Elias, when the heavens were shut up three and a, years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent save unto Sarapat, a city of Zidon, unto the woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias the prophet, and none of them were cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. Look at that. Not one Jew was ever cleansed of leprosy. It was a Samaritan, it was a Syrian. How about that? A Gentile. And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. Have you ever seen somebody get mad at you because you're living for God now? Have you ever seen somebody get upset with you because you're not going to go do what they want to do anymore? The people that you used to hang around in darkness, once you get in the light, they start turning on you. Because you're not coming bringing the drugs anymore. You're not coming bringing the pot or, you know, the heroin or whatever it is, the meth. You're not coming bringing the Bud Light Dilly Dilly anymore. You're not coming to the party. Oh, so he's holier than thou. Now he's Holy Joe or Holy Frank. Holy Frank. He's Holy Frank and he's not coming to the party anymore because now he's better than us. You've heard it said about yourself. You're better than us and you don't love us anymore. And, and see, you're really a hypocrite. And we know that it won't last long, that you'll be right back here with us and you'll be here doing all the same things that you used to do. We'll just give you and this Jesus a little bit of time and it won't last long. Amen. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced that, so I just threw that out there. They thrust him out of the city. They led him to the brow of the hill whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he, passing through the midst of them, went on his way. Now, I've been to Nazareth. Nazareth is built on the side of a cliff. I have seen that precipice. You remember that precipice, Ginger? That's where they wanted to throw him off. Now, this was Jesus. This was God manifest in the flesh. They want to kill Jesus. If they want to kill Jesus, they want to kill you too. Jesus teaches with authority. Luke 4.31, say he's still in the book. Thank you. Let's do this again. I was fast. I didn't give you guys time to process. I want you to say he's still in the book. That's so much better. Thanks. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in the synagogue every Sabbath day. Say he went to church every Sabbath. Amen. Awesome. Amen. That's where everybody needs to be, in church on the Sabbath. And here we are. Amen. Find somebody that's not here today, call them and say, hey, what in the Sam Hill is going on? That's my great-great-grandfather. Great-great-grandfather, Ginger? 
Four, three removed. Get, oh, that's my grandpa, Samuel Hill. Come on. There too the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. And the devil shows up and shows out. The devil shows up and shows out. Jesus is in Capernaum, he's in a synagogue, he's in church, and he's teaching, and the devil shows up and shows out in church. Now look at that slide. Somebody put an emoji up there. Can you believe the devil showed up at church? Can you believe that the devil would try to disrupt a church session? Can you believe that the devil would have the audacity to want to try to mess up what God is trying to put together? Can you believe that the devil would actually fight you when you're trying to take steps toward God? You see, you have to believe that the devil does not want you to succeed. You have to believe the devil has lost you because you're in the kingdom now. You have to believe that the devil is very angry because he once had you in his control, but now that control is being broken. And so the devil is going to do whatever he can to disrupt your life. He's going to do whatever he can to discourage you. He's going to do whatever he can to get you to walk away from the places that you're getting fed. And God is trying to say, come on, let me help you. Let me give you strength. Let me work this all out. The devil shows up in church. LOL. It's a very dangerous position for the devil if he shows up in the wrong church. That'll preach right there. That will preach right there. When the devil showed up at the wrong church. You see, there are churches all over this world today that are, they've already started and already out. They, and I'm talking about in this time zone. They start at 9.30 and they're out by 10.15. My Lord, we're just getting them keyboard warmed up in 45 minutes aren't we kirsten it's one of those things that you got to pedal on and stuff yeah and people walk in with all their junk and baggage and walk back out with all the junk and baggage when when i when i travel the best place to be when i travel is when i finally get to where i'm going because i don't have to take this baggage with me any longer it can stay right here. When we went to Honduras a couple years ago, we took bags and left them. That was even marvelous. That was great. You didn't even have to bring it back with you. You leave it all. Clothes, suitcases, leave it all. That's what you got to do at the cross. You got to bring your junk to the cross, lay it down at the cross, and leave it with the cross. Amen. But we have to be a church that has power to help people get rid of their junk. You have to have people and a church that has authority over the darkness that can say, the devil just showed up at the wrong church. Amen. You see, the devil can show up at dead churches all he wants, and nothing is ever going to happen. He's going to walk in, and he's going to walk out, and everything's going to be just the same. But listen, brothers and sisters, when the devil can, walks into a Holy Ghost-filled church, and the people who are struggling with darkness need help, hallelujah, we can say, hold on, help is on the way, hallelujah. 
What was so awesome was when our sister came in a month or two ago needing help from, from these demons that were tormenting her. It wasn't on a Sunday morning. It wasn't on a high-powered worship service. It was on Wednesday night. Listen, if you can cast out devils on Wednesday night, man, hallelujah. I'm ready to get to the place where we say, okay, we cast out devils on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 1 to 3. Please call the church office and set up your appointment. Why not? The problem is that poor sister had people telling her, church people, I can't help you. This is way beyond my pay scale. This is way beyond our, what we know. Well, I'm going to tell you what we know. When the devil shows up at the wrong church, things are going to happen. Amen? Things are going to happen. Hallelujah. Once, this is the New Living Translation, verse 33, Luke 4. Once when he was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit, began shouting at Jesus. This is what the demon said. Go away! Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Oh, oh the demons know what the plan is. The devils know what the plan is. Number one, any time a blood-bought child of God walks into the room, you are interfering with the darkness in that room. Amen? You are interfering with the darkness in that room. I told you the story about a man, uh, an evangelist who, from Houston, Texas, who went to Thailand to preach. And he preached all over Thailand. And when he came back, he got into Houston and everything went wrong in his house. He said his wife got deathly sick. And he said then things started flying off the walls and lights kept turning on and turning off and all this other stuff. And so this preacher called a, a man up in Charleston, West Virginia, a guy named Billy Cole, who had been a missionary to Thailand. Baptized over 6,000 people in Thailand. That's a lot of baptism, John. That's a lot of water, isn't it? You've got to have a lot of water to remove 6,000 people's sins. Amen. So Billy Cole gets on a plane, flies to Houston, Texas. He walks into the house. Started crying, shaking, scared. Because, see, Jesus said, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have power over the devil. You and I have power over the devil. I'm getting back here, and this is, my, this is one of my friendly spots back here. We have power over the devil. Power. There's a power. Good Lord. Maybe next week it'll be better. Power over the devil. He walked into that house. And he walked around a little bit, and he prayed a little bit. And then if you knew Billy Cole, Billy Cole was about 5 feet 6 inches tall and weighed about 450 to 500 pounds. He was a, he was a true weeble. Okay? You'd have to know Billy Cole. He said for a birthday one year he got a card from, I think, his sister or some friend and said, you're not fat, you're just short. He told this to a conference of 3,000 preachers. He said, I figured out. He said, if I was going to be the exact weight I needed to be, I would be 9 feet, 10 inches tall. So he said, there you go. He walked in that house, and he said, 
You tired devil? Get out of here in the name of Jesus and go back to where you came from in Thailand. He looked at Robert Mitchell, the evangelist. He said, you can take me back to the airport. Everything's going to be all right. By the time Brother Mitchell got back home from the airport, his wife was up cooking supper. She was fine. No more lights coming on. No more plates flying around. I'm here to tell you there is power in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And we're going to have to be a church that has that same power to conquer every devil, to overcome every spirit of darkness. And guess what? Each and every one of you can do this thing. Those devils said, what are you trying to do interfering with us? Get out of here. We know who you are. You're the Holy One from God. You're not fooling us. Jesus cut him short. Be quiet. Shut your mouth. Be quiet. Come out of him. He ordered. Notice he didn't fill out a request. He just ordered him, be quiet and come out. We're not playing around. We're not doing this. At that, the demon threw the man to the floor. Now, everybody say, this is in the book. Let's, do it. Let's get more specific. This is in the Bible. This is in the Bible. We have a devil in church. He should have read the statement of faith when he walked into church and got his guest card that day to know that these, in that church there was going to be some power there that he wasn't going to be able to deal with. But you see, the devil loses his mind. Just like, the, just like today, these people are losing their minds on television and all sorts of stuff in this political mayhem that's going on right now. The enemy gets irrational, and he goes in there, and he throws that man to the floor, and as the crowd watched, then it came out of him without hurting him further. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm telling you that the devil went to the wrong church and we need to make Family Worship Center one of those churches that if a devil's going to come in here, he's going to have to be ready to put up a fight. He's going to have to be ready to be willing to get tangled up, tied up, and thrown out. Amen. Hallelujah. Still in the book still in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Don't we want to be a Bible church? Don't we want to be Bible Christians? Amen. It's amazing. People say, ah, oh, that shouldn't happen in church. There shouldn't be devils in church. And then they go to, to seances and they go and call up the dead and they talk to their aunt Sally Smith down there, or Granny Smith. She was in an apple orchard and a tree fell on her and killed her, Granny Smith. And her great-great-grandson named Jonathan. You getting this? Wanted to talk to Granny Smith. So he decides that he's going to go to a seance. He's going to go to a witch. And they're going to call up Granny Smith. So Jonathan, no relation to Jonathan back there on the computer, can talk to Granny Smith. Oh, and the candles blow out, and the doors swing open, and the wind blows in, and Granny says, Jonathan, oh, Jonathan, this is your Granny Smith. What do you want? Oh, Granny, I just wanted to hear your voice. 
and people walk out of there thinking they heard from Granny Smith. You don't hear from Granny Smith. Those are demons. How do you know, Pastor? Read Luke chapter 16 about the rich man and Lazarus being in, in eternity. And Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham, which is paradise. And the rich man was in the torments of hell. And Abraham said, guess what? You cannot come to us, and we cannot go to you, good brother. You are where you're at, and that's where you're staying. That once you die, your spirit is locked away in eternity. That demon is talking in that seance. And people say, oh, that's good. I t- you know, let, me, let me give you a little bit of history here. Do you know that Hillary Clinton went to seances and called up Eleanor Roosevelt? Now listen, if you're Democrat, I'm sorry. I grew up Democrat. A chicken in every pot. That's what my dad told me. When the depression hit our family and we lost the farm, Roosevelt came into office and a chicken in every pot. Apparently, some of us have more pots than others. But do you know that there were seances in the White House in the 90s when the Clintons were there? Seances. Nobody talks about that. Just like they don't talk about all the junk and all the corruption and all the lying going on right now. You see, darkness wants to hide itself and and keep it out of the spotlight. But I'm here to tell you that there is a power stronger than darkness. There is something stronger than darkness, and it is the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And there is something called the gospel. And Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. And one of the understudies of the lady who did the seance with Hillary Clinton, her name is, uh, that. what's that uh, uh, candidate's name? The woman, Williamson? What is it? You take authority, Brother Jeff? You got him? Was that what was flying by my head? Oh, hallelujah. We ain't got no time for that. Hallelujah. Marianne, what's her name? Mills, the, the new ager, the new age presidential candidate. You know who I'm talking about? Does anybody know who I'm talking about? Marianne something. She's an author. New Age, she's a witch. And her, under, her, her mentor was the lady was the lady who did the seances with Hillary Clinton. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go back and listen to the prophecies on YouTube of Clint, Kim Clement and some of those other guys when they said a witch will run for the White House, but she will not win. You see, God's trying to save this country, and we're going to have to keep praying for this country, and you better start praying for your president because they are trying to take him out. But God set up Cyrus, and when God is done with Cyrus, God will remove Cyrus. But until then, we are just going to pray for our president and our country. You see, darkness ain't got nothing on us. I'm sorry for that English usage. I don't usually use that word. 
Darkness does not have anything on us. That spider had nothing on me. Thought I was little Miss Muffin. I ain't spilling my curds away. Uh-uh. I'll fight for it. Sometime you'll have to ask Brother Kanata about the chicken, the pineapple chicken that Amy cooked. Sister Susan's recipe. She, she was cooking that chicken, and it was in the fall of the year, about this time of year or so, and Amy pulls it out of the oven. Now, Amy is scared of wasp. All right? Just go like this. Get out of here. In Jesus' name, get out of here. Ah, amen. So she pulls the pineapple chicken out of the oven and goes to set it down. Now, what we did not tell her, that there was a wasp that was kind of flying. And you know how wasps are in the fall of the year? Like a drunk kamikaze pilot. And that wasp had kind of landed on her hair, but we didn't tell her because she's got the chicken. And, and now listen, Brother Kanata, I, Brother Kanata was willing to let her get stung for that chicken. I didn't want her to spill the chicken and have to clean up the mess. So I didn't say, I said, and so she gets it out, and the kamikaze and lands right on her hand. And she's holding the casserole dish of chicken. And she's, she's trying to scream, but it ain't coming out. <laughs> Brother Kanata's yelling, Not the chicken! <laughs> Because she threw the chicken down and he's yelling, not the chicken. <laughs> Ask him about it sometime. He was more worried about that chicken. How we get on him? Oh, Roosevelt. You see what I'm saying? The devil is trying to destroy this country. He's trying to destroy the world. And it's all going to come down. We know what the Bible says. It's coming down to Armageddon. It's coming down to one world government. It's coming down to 666. It's coming down to all of that business that's all in the Bible, and it's coming down to that. But there's still one entity on the face of the earth that is holding it back, and that is the church. That is the Holy Ghost-filled body of Christ that is moving on the earth, that is saying we aren't afraid of darkness, and we don't care what darkness tries to do. Hallelujah. I am so thankful that woman was able to come in here and get her deliverance on that Wednesday night. We didn't even get to teach. Not the chicken. But you see, the enemy is trying. The enemy is trying to deceive you into thinking that you're no good, that you're not a threat to him. I'd like to establish a new ministry here today. I need, I need people who are addicted to social media. To run this all right because every now and then on facebook there's something good that says something about you know serving god i don't know what it is who memes 
means. I mean, I did see one of two dogs that were chasing each other. One was chasing the other one through the yard. And the one jumped over the hedge. And the other one, the, the, the statement said, when your mom is praying, a hedge of protection to bounce about you. And the second one hit the hedge and bounced off and couldn't chase anymore. I'd like to find those and put stuff like that up on this screen. Well, that went over good, didn't it? So if you're addicted to social media and can help me with that, that'd be great. All right, see me after service. Anyhow. Amazed, the people exclaimed, what authority and power this man's word possess. Even evil spirits obey him, and they flee at his command. This news about Jesus spread through every village in the entire region. Oh, and let me tell you one other thing about the Clintons and the, and the Eleanor Roosevelt thing. There is audio tape. Now watch this. In, um, in, uh, Bill Clinton came to St. Louis for something in 1993, and he was flying in, okay, and he called, and he was talking about, he was talking about all this people that was at this reception or whatever, and he said, except there was one that Hillary wished really could have been there, and that was Eleanor Roosevelt. And he said, this is, I've heard of him, oh, but she's been channeling her. Those were our presidents. Those are our presidents. And then we wonder why they teach abortion in school rather than teaching algebra. Oh, boy. All right. All right. It was, I came across the river from St. Louis the other day, and there was a nasty billboard. Made my heart sink. Right there in the beautiful, metroplex, sprawling, prosperous metroplex of East St. Louis. You want to know how darkness rules? That's how darkness rules. That's what you get. And L.A.'s going that way, and San Francisco's going that way, and Seattle and Portland are going that way, and Chicago's going that way. Oh, boy. This, this billboard said it was for the Hope Clinic. Hope Clinic. Doesn't that sound awesome? Where you can come and get the abortion that you want. On a billboard. That's, a, that's what we live in. So we've got darkness approaching us from everywhere. And the devil's trying to make you think that you can't do nothing about it. But I'm going to tell you, you're powerful if you're on your knees. You're powerful when you're plugging into the Holy Ghost. You're powerful when you're plugging into God. Amen. You keep after God and God's going to keep after you. Amen. What authority and power, okay, blah, blah, blah. The news about Jesus spread through every village in the entire region. After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's house where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Now, I, I thought Peter was supposed to be the first pope. Popes don't get married. So if Peter had a mother-in-law, and didn't have a wife, he got ripped off. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's just food for thought. Just think about that this week. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever and left her. That's what's supposed to happen when we rebuke things. 
That's what's supposed to happen when we lay hands on people. She got up at once and prepared a meal for them. Now that's what I call a good woman right there. Amen? Hallelujah. And the, as the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. Say everyone. Many were possessed by demons. Say possessed. And the demons came out. Woo! Oh, and the demons, no, they stayed there and said, we're going to have a picnic first. They came out shouting, you are the son of God. But because they knew he was the Messiah, he rebuked them and refused to let them speak. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, let's all stand. I'm here to tell you that we're going to have to continue to strive and hunger after the things of God. We're going to have to learn how to trust God. We're going to have to learn how to walk in the Holy Ghost. We're going to have to learn how to worship. We're going to have to learn how to believe. Say, I don't believe that. You shouldn't have demon possession today. Well, there's already this demon possession already. It's just pretty today. Demon possession is pretty today. They dress it up. They dress it all up. They tell you, you know, you hear about these hot coal walkers, witch doctors in Africa. It's true. That stuff happens. There's stuff called astral projection. Astral projection. Where people leave their bodies. Transcendental meditation. Oh, Pastor, you believe in that? Oh, I sure do. Because I'm going to tell you something. The dark side mimics the power of the light side. Because the dark side came from the light side. They just have corruption and rebellion in them. And so they have now, they can try to imitate everything. Well, did they ever astral project in, in the Bible? Well, it sure did. Philip did in Acts chapter 8. He baptized the Ethiopian eunuch. The next thing he knows, the spirit caught him away, and he's down by the sea again. He said, what in the world am I doing here? Hey. See, the kingdom of light is the winning side. And the church is where it's at. The church is where it's happening. And we're going to have to be open-minded and say, you know what? God has some power for your life and for your life and for your life. Amen. Can I, can I tell what you told me the other day? Right there. Huh? Can I? Do you mind? Huh? Your face is getting red. Thank you, sir. Here, walk with me. I'm closing with this. This is Johnny Ty. His real last name is not Ty, but I gave that to him because we met at the Thai restaurant. And I like, oh, we like, we like curry chicken, red curry, number two. Huh? Extra, extra chicken, yes. <clears throat> you don't have to tell everything on the menu, John. That's... That's protein, guys. That's protein. <laughs> I told you that some of us have a lot more pots than others, right? And so, me and Danny, we would go in there. Me and Mitchell, we would go in there. Me and Johnny, we would go in there. Brother Lewis and I, we would go in there. Brother Lewis loves that food. And Johnny walks up to us 
one day and he says, so where, where's your church? First of all, I'm trying to figure out, well, how did he know I go to church? I said, well, how do you know I have a church? And he said, well, I saw you pray every time before you eat. Ah, that's a good sign. See, and we don't, we don't want to do headache prayers. We don't want to do headache prayers. Let's go up here on the stage, Johnny. Yeah, up here. So I want you to see what it looks like up here. Yeah. Look at him. What's it look like? Ooh. A lot of people. Now, nah, we're missing about 500 of them. I don't know where they're at. And so he says, where's your church? So I said, okay, here's my church. Gave him the address. And he said, I will come Sunday. And I got to admit that I doubted you. I'm sorry. But one thing is, he comes from a culture that is very loyal. And when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do something. So Johnny comes to church here. And he is, did you grow up Buddhist? He grew up Buddhist. Okay? His family's Buddhist. And he came to church here, and he enjoyed the worship and everything. And um, About the second or third time here, when he walked in the door, I was standing right back there in the foyer. When he walked in, I'm like, Johnny, hey. Hey, I still didn't know his last name until I was preaching, and the Lord gave me that revelation. His name is Johnny Ty. And, and it just came out. And he was standing right over there by that speaker, and we were praying with him, and Ginger was praying with him, and the Holy Ghost was falling. The Holy Ghost was falling, okay? And Ginger was listening real close, and I said, yeah. I said, I don't know how, I don't know what his languages sound like, but I said, somehow you're going to have to tell. And so she's, Ginger's down there, and she's like, oh, yeah, I, I think he got it. And so she asked him later, did you begin to speak in another language? And he said, yes, I did. And you got baptized the next week? got baptized in water the next week for the remission of his sins. And he's been in Bible study with Brother Johnny Worley, studying the Word of God. And this is what I wanted to tell you. You want to tell him? Uh, no, you can't. Okay. The other day we were in there, and I was talking to him. And I said, so you're almost done with school. You know, he's going to cosmetology school. I said, are you going to? You're going to do petties and manies, and you're going to cut hair, and what are you going to do? And, you know, I, I don't know whether I want one of those colors on up my, I'm not sure. But, um, and he said, yes, he said, I, I, I would probably do the manies, right? You know, and some hair cutting and stuff, a little bit of everything. But he said, what I really feel that I need to do is I need to be a preacher. And then I said, praise the Lord. And I said, well, what, what uh, he didn't realize is a week before that, Ginger came and she said, I just found out that we can get Search for Truth 2 Bible study chart in the Lao language. So who knows? He's, he's talking about maybe going to Boston to his family up there. He may go back to Laos. And do Bible studies there. We may be having to get on a plane and go to Laos. 
and help establish churches in Laos. What am I telling you? I'm saying all that to say this. You see, he grew up in Buddhism. It's not in Buddhism. Buddhism is a dead religion. There's no interaction there. You have Buddha, and there's no interaction. You give him flowers, you give him fruit, you give him vegetables, and the flowers die and the fruit rots. But I'm telling you, there is something about Jesus said, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that rivers of living water is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's what sets this church apart from a lot of other churches in the country is we have the Holy Ghost here and it's active and it's moving and we let it flow and we let it go and we let God be God and let God do his thing. If you're one of those people, give him some praise right now. Oh God, I'm going to let you do a thing. Hallelujah. Let's sing this song. Why don't you come on up? Anybody want to come worship? Come praise. Come on. Before you leave today, let's get a hold of a little bit of Jesus.
I give him some fiery praise right now. Fiery praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now see, the devil went to the wrong church. If he'd have went to the right church, he could have came in and went back out undetected. No harm done. But when that devil decided to go to the synagogue where Jesus was going to be, brother, you don't go that, no, my goodness. What do you think that devil thought when he walked in there and there was Jesus? Oh, the devil probably said, oh, my Lord, look who's here. Look who's here. Guess what? We're going to have to be a church that has fire. We're going to have to be a church that has power. We're going to have to be a church that's willing to say, you know what? Listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. You can start seeing people get delivered from darkness. You start seeing legs growing. You start seeing tumors healed. You start seeing ears, deaf ears unstopped, loose, dumb tongues loosed. And you know what? There's going to be a crowd because people want the miraculous. People are hungry for the miraculous. We've had formal religion. We've had dead religion. But we got to have some power. I've got to have some answers. i got to have a solution to what I'm going through. Amen? We're going to have to be that. But I'm telling you, if we get that stuff moving... We're just a knee bend away from having that happen. We're just a prayer meeting away. We're just a fasting meal away. I'm telling you. Do how bad do we want it, FWC? How bad do we want it? 
All right. So let me let me share something with you. Howard and Lynn Ordner from Torterra Haute are here, and they're here because Lynn was praying for a church that she could go to that started later, about 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock exactly. And she was at Walmart going through the, you know, the movie bin that's got movies, Christian movies, Christian movies. That's it. Amen. Praise God. And the Lord spoke to Brad. Where's Brad? Brad. And had him go to Walmart. And he's at the same bin. And they get to talking. And Brad invites her to church. And she says, what time does your church start? And he said, 11. Well, Tampa, we have worship at 11. And that's been a year ago? year and a half ago? Amen? But Brad was obedient and listened to the Lord. Okay, so this is what the, Brad sent Ginger up here. Brad feels like the Lord said this. Someone who is going through, if you need something, if you will worship God, we're going to worship God. We're going to sing again. If you will worship God, God will give you what you need. Okay? So whoever you are, whatever that word touches, however it touches you, if you're that one, if you'll just worship your way towards your miracle, God's going to do it right now. Oh, let's worship him. For your miracle. Somebody worship for your miracle. Here it comes. Worship for your miracle. Whatever you need, it comes through worship. It comes through praise.
Come on, somebody give him a shout of praise right now. You got to shout. Is there a shout in the house? Hallelujah. 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 They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. That's what the word says. Hallelujah. Before I let you go. I'm going to tell you a story. Now, some of you have heard this before. You've heard it before. Just act like it don't matter. Yeah, touch Dylan, Lord, right now. Put your hands toward Dylan right now. Let's pray for Dylan. Lord, in Jesus' name, touch Dylan right now. In the name of Jesus, strengthen him. Strengthen him, God. The enemy's trying to destroy him. The enemy's trying to take him out. But he's a young man hungry for you, Lord, in the name of Jesus.
bones like fire. Shut up in my bones, you're the one, the one that I desire. a missionary in Thailand. You know, it's estimated that Billy Cole in his lifetime saw over one million people receive the Holy Ghost. That's a lot of people. He baptized 6,000 Buddhists, many of them Buddhist priests in Thailand. Brother, anybody see Brother Maupin? You got him on your social media when he goes to Thailand? Those are some of the churches. They were founded by Billy Cole. Now, this is what would happen. I'm just going to show you this: how the devil, how the devil is not in charge. So they had to go to have a service, and in the middle of a service, somebody that had unclean spirits would start flipping out, freaking out, and so they'd all go and pray for that person and get him delivered. And then, by the time it was done, it was late, and they'd all go home. And this just kept happening and kept happening and kept happening. And finally, the Lord one day said to Billy, he said, have you noticed that during the worship is when the devil acts up and everybody goes and deliver that person and there's never any word taught. The people never hear my word because they're dealing with that unclean spirit. So the next service they went to, it was a, a, you got to know Billy Cole. It was a conference and somebody that had an unclean spirit started acting up. And they, they got the ushers and said, go back there, take them out back, roll them up in an oriental rug, we'll cast the demon out after church. That's what they did. They rolled them up in rugs, put them out back, had church, preached the word, after service, went and cast the devil out. That's when the devil went to the wrong church. You see, the devil cannot fight the word of God. The devil cannot fight the word of God. So it's going to be a race to see who preaches when the devil went to the wrong church. Oh, Ginger. I just need two scriptures. Amen. Hey, is God good? Is this good? Is it good? Okay. So I need, you to be, I need you to be evangelist this week, okay? I need you to call people who aren't here. It's probably 35 or 40 people who aren't here. You used to have to run the air conditioner heavier. I'm missing that. Say, where are you at? Get to church. Amen. Get to church. The name of that woman is Marianne Williamson. 
Mary Ann Williamson. Google her, YouTuber. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you another prophecy of Kim Clement. He said, now Kim Clement was a prophet. He's dead now. He did this, I think, in 2007, was it? He said, a Trump, a Trump, a trumpet will be elected as president. And he said, they will yell, impeach, impeach. But it will not happen. Amen. And he also, there's been multiple prophecies that he will be reelected again. But we have to pray. We have to pray. That's the prophecy, but we've got to pray that word through. Amen. We can't, we can't slack up on that. Uh, they're getting food this week, aren't they, Jonathan, in Bloomington? So Tuesday night, we've got to unload the van from Bloomington Food Bank. Uh, food pantry is the next Saturday, the 19th. The wedding is 2 o'clock uh, Saturday. Am I missing anything? I have the clipboard here for the men's conference, guys. Okay. Uh, Chicago Land Men's Conference, guys, I need you to put your names down here. The dates on that are the 8th and 9th of November. 8th and 9th of November. That would be very good. Dylan needs to go with us. He needs to experience how men operate and eat and have fun. Amen. Bernie, you're not on here yet. Oh, there you are, number three. You are. You went on here, Eugene? All right, we'll put you on. Eugene's wanting to sing. We're going to have to let him sing. All right. So, youth, please meet with Mitchell. Brother Mitchell, right after church. Where do you want to meet at, Mitchell? Don't matter. Right over here. Meet over here. Youth over here for a real quick meeting. All right, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Have a good week. Go stir up some trouble in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Let the devil know that he is in the wrong church.